0: Welcome to Beyond the Stories, a creative business podcast for those looking to find freedom and fulfillment in the work that they do. With me, business coach and therapist, Lauren O'Sullivan. Hi everyone and welcome back to episode three of the podcast. Thank you for joining me. It's really great to have you back. So first of all, I wanted to start off by saying thank you so much for all the amazing support and feedback that I've had for the first two episodes. It was lovely to have so many of you listen and to hear that you enjoyed them putting something out there for the first time is quite scary but to get all the feedback i did was amazing and it's really very much appreciated some of you even kind of to leave reviews which was fab as it really does make a big difference so if you've enjoyed the episode so far and haven't left a review i'd be really super grateful if you could just take two minutes to leave one wherever you get your podcasts it affects the algorithm and it makes a big difference in terms of the visibility and also other people getting to know about the show Now back to today's guest. So today I'm speaking to blogger, yoga and dance teacher, Sally Fizzelli, who has been through a transformative year in her life and business. Sally speaks powerfully in today's episode about her own personal experience in reconnecting with herself and finding her purpose, and now how she's pivoted her business to empower others to do the same. I love chatting to Sally, it's a really great conversation that makes us think deeper about how the work we do is more than just a job and how by following our purpose we can have real impact in the world. So before we start today's episode, Sally took me through a guided meditation to put us in the right frame of mind. It was really great, so I've left that in at the end of the show, so make sure you stick around for that and take a few minutes to yourself to recharge before you move on with your day. Anyway, that's enough from me, I hope you enjoy, here's Sally. So welcome to the podcast Sally, thank you for joining me. Hi Lauren, it's so good to be here, how are you? I'm really good, thank you, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you, thank you so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome, it's really great to have you here, I know we've been talking about this for quite a while, so it's great to have you have you here and yeah. talking to you today.
1: Definitely, I've been really looking forward to it, so... Thank
0: you so much. I know it's been a long time coming, but we're finally here. We're here, and we've actually just done a guided meditation before we started, so we're really in the, oh right, the right mind frame here, so that's great. Do you want to, for those of you that might not know who you are, Sally, or have not come across you before, do you want to do a bit of an intro to, to who you are and what you do?
1: Okay, so... I'm Sally, um, Sally Fazeli on social media, or you can find me on Soul Flow Sally at the moment, which is where I share a lot of my work that I feel like is my true purpose, if that makes sense. So my heart is to help empower women to love themselves from the inside out and And because of that, that they feel empowered in themselves, living a more confident and fulfilled life in every area of their life, to be honest. So that's what my heart is. So I'm kind of moving more into that work through different things, which I'm sure we'll talk about more on the show. Yeah. But also on the side of that, I also do work with brands on social media where I create content for brands and post it on my own social media channels and then it gives them the rights to post it on theirs as well so that's kind of like my full-time job but I am stepping more into this other area as well of what my true heart feels cool to do if you will.
0: Yeah because you've been you've been working for yourself um, for quite a while haven't you but this past year has been a particular transitional time for you in terms of I suppose, pivoting that more to, to like you said, doing something that feels a lot more aligned with you and your values.
1: Yeah, definitely. I've done my yoga teacher training this year. And without me realising, that took me on a whole different journey that I didn't ever anticipate. Even at the start of this year, I had no idea that that was going to happen for me. But I just got myself back into doing yoga, every day and then the next thing I was just searching how to do yoga teacher training and then I went on that and then it's just got me back on this path that I was on about 10 years ago to be honest it's It's amazing that
0: that you come come right back full circle almost yeah
1: yeah and I, I do feel like you know, sometimes I'm think, I think I if only I'd carried on 10 years ago doing what I was doing then and where would I be now? But I really feel like it's so important that we have life experience and that all adds to the value of what I now want to bring to other women
2: mm-hmm. because I've
1: had that experience I've you know, being through my own journey of transformation and healing and all that kind of thing. So I know that I've got more empathy, I can understand more women. And it's, I've definitely gone through all those things for the higher, uh, for the greater,
0: for the greater good of things. Yeah, I'm, for the greater good. Yeah. Gold, yeah. Because I think I, it's, it's so important that I think because having been through that experience yourself and being able to have that empathy, whenever you go into somebody for whether support with anything really, whether it's you know through yoga, therapy, coaching, whatever that is, um, I, there's so much more value in working with somebody that has actually been through those experiences and understand them in the same way that you understand it.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: I think also you talked about that, you know, that period of 10 10 years and how you've kind of been on a different path, but actually all those things that you've done within that time have probably, so talking probably about your blogging, which we'll come on to in a bit, but all that has added to your skill set as well in terms of how you can support those women really.
1: Yes, no, definitely. And it's, I feel like it's given me the confidence and the voice to speak. Yeah. To a wider audience, if you will, and there's been a lot of attributes that I've taken from that whole side of things that I can now bring into the work that I feel like I really want to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, do you want to take me right back then to how you got into blogging and how that how that's evolved?
1: Yeah, well, I guess so. I got Instagram back in. December 2012 that's when I got my first iPhone because before that I had a BlackBerry (laughs) back in the, was it BBM days? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I got my first iPhone and then I downloaded Instagram and was instantly hooked because I've always been obsessed with taking photos, Mm. printing them off and sticking them all over my bedroom wall but then this little app became that kind of thing but something that I could carry around with me but then also be inspired by other people's squares, which obviously I have not really had before because social media wasn't really as big before that. And then I just started posting what I liked more and people would ask me where different things were from. And at the time, I did have a jewellery gift-wearing clothing shop. It was like a boutique that had lots of different things in it. Okay. And I used to take pictures of myself with the outfits on. Hmm. And so when people were asking me where they were from back in the day, you couldn't tag or, you know, Hmm. do any of that kind of thing. So I thought I'm going to start a blog and then if people do want to find out, then at least they can go on there and see where it's from. So I just started doing that more. And then the next year, that was basically 2013 and 2014, I got pregnant and I had Hugo in the September and that's where it kind of exploded a little bit, to be honest, when I stepped into the motherhood journey. And I found, like, my own circle of women that I could confide in, who could understand me. And it was actually quite a lonely time at that point, because it was mm. born in the September, that whole winter. It felt like I just couldn't get out as much as I wanted to. And then the mm. nights were dark, and it was cold, and there were times where I felt quite lonely just being at home on my own. But then when I opened the Instagram app, it was great that I had, you know, this amazing network of women that I could communicate with who got it. Yeah. And then it just kind of grew from there and different brands contacting me and just working with different small businesses. But alongside that, when I went back to work after having Hugo, So I was, alongside having my own business, I set that up with one of my best friends. She worked in the business while I worked for my family business, (laughs) which was in jewellery retail. And I was one of the directors of that as well, but I managed the shop. I worked with all the brand reps, so we sold lots of different jewellery brands. And I managed all the staff there. So I worked full time there. And Doing that as
0: alongside the blogging in the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then to be honest, it was when I had Remy. So that was 2017. And then I didn't really go back to work after I had Remy because... the the company was wrapping up anyway through different circumstances that happened there and my old shop that had wrapped up my best friend she wanted to emigrate and she now lives in Australia so she wanted to go and live and explore that and I wanted to just enjoy having babies basically and not have the stress of having all that and then yeah so since 2017 really that I've stepped into doing the kind of blogger creating images for brands and all that kind of thing since then. So we're now in 2019.
0: So and that's two, two years now, two, well over two yeah. years. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's it's been quite a, an exciting journey, but I feel like different things are starting to unfold now, which is even more exciting for me at the moment
0: yeah because you've really you've built up your Instagram because you've got you've got a really big following on Instagram that you've built up over the years and worked with some really big brands on there with some of your the content projects that you've you've done but like we touched on at the beginning this year seems to have really certainly from the outside in as I've kind of followed your journey as an outsider really on Instagram has been really a pivotal year for you in terms of a, a transitional time in your life would you say?
1: Yes definitely all the, the yoga teacher training and then I've been doing other courses as well behind the scenes.
0: So take me back to the yoga then when you first decided to do the teacher training what was kind of the instigator for that at that point then if you were you'd taken your brand work full-time you were working on your blog full-time what was then the deciding factor to go to do the yoga teacher training?
1: I think this really started from November in 2018 so it was World Mental Health Day and I woke up and I didn't really, really I didn't know it was that day and I opened Instagram and all these amazing posts about people who had had their own mental health issues were sharing their stories and then I just got this huge pang inside of me that it was time to share my story about my own mental health journey. And when I shared that, so I shared all about how I had an eating disorder and how Mm -hmm. I struggled with it for quite a few years, but how it was from what I did on my master's, which is dance and somatic well-being that helped me to truly heal and transform what I went through into something beautiful and amazing. I also did go to therapy and I had other ways of bringing the healing. So it was like an amalgamation of everything. And it was daily work, you know, because these thoughts can start encroaching back on you. But I shared the story on World Mental Health Day. Mm -hmm. And then I received this overwhelming response from women who may or may not have had an eating disorder or they knew someone who they were supporting who had an eating disorder or just people who had other mental health issues. And I knew that it was time for me to use my voice to speak up, to help other women who have been going through this. But not only that, I had quite a few women who said, thank you so much for sharing that video because I shared it on YouTube. Yeah. Because they'd never viewed themselves as beautiful. And that's what really hit me because I had to go through my own transformation journey to actually accept and believe that I am beautiful in the most non big headed way you know it's hard to say I am beautiful for people not to kind of persecute you and think oh my gosh you're so full of it but to truly believe that from the inside out is a totally different concept than you thinking that you're beautiful from the outside if that makes sense
0: it does because it's an alien concept isn't it because a lot of the things that we're brought up to think that you know you shouldn't feel like that about yourself and you know it absolutely comes to that point of self-acceptance and rejecting a lot of that that we kind of brought up with that we shouldn't feel like that to be able to kind of come back to ourselves really
1: yeah definitely going back to the question of the yoga thing from that video I then was getting visions of myself running retreats speaking to women working with women through doing my somatic movement work and the other trainings that I've had but I felt like from previous experience of when I used to do somatic movement workshops not many people know what it is so Mm -hmm. that then it kind of blocks people from coming because they don't know what to expect and I knew that I needed like a gateway if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that's when in January well it's actually February that I felt yoga was the gateway because people know what yoga is. They know what to expect. So that gets people in because they are familiar with it. But then I can branch out a little bit without, you know, they might not even realize that what they're doing is somatic movement, but branch out into that a little bit after the yoga class. And that's where the healing and the true transformation starts to take place because you take it on a deeper inner level. And that's why I did the yoga teacher training, basically. So I had a whole round thing and yoga could be the gateway to welcome these women in so they didn't feel maybe afraid or... It feels a bit know. more
0: accessible.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, because I remember when you did that video last year and it really, really touched me definitely. And I'd never heard of somatic dance before. And the way you described it, it really sounded like a powerful experience, particularly that you had. I think, was it in New York? I think was it in New York or somewhere in America that you, you'd been to do that. Yeah, crash? Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to explain a bit more about uh, maybe about what somatic movement is and what that experience was like for you?
1: Yeah, so somatic movement, if you break down the word somatic, you've got soma, which is the body perceived from eye perspective. So instead of looking at yourself from the outside, you're looking at yourself from the inside out. So for example, let me try and put this into more simple terms. For example, if you say, my knee is hurting, it's almost that concept of changing the perspective of that and saying, I am hurting in my knee mm-hmm. because your knee is a part of you. Mm-hmm. So when we were doing a few workshops on my master's course, we had to kind of change the way we said things to embody it more as it was a part
0: of our whole being if that makes sense it does because language is so important isn't it in terms of how you perceive things and the language that you the language you use to describe something actually affects the experience that you have doesn't it
1: yeah yeah and then moving that on to somatic movement the process that happened to me when I was in America when I was doing the, another somatic movement training which was called shake your soul Mm. you incorporate drawing and writing and then moving from this drawing and at the time that was when I had my eating disorder and I remember drawing this really dark like aggressive piece of scribble (laughs) Mm. and then moving from that it was almost like I was I had daggers Into myself, like I was self harming myself, and it felt really aggressive.
0: So, this drawing that you did, this really dark, aggressive drawing, that was actually a representation of how you felt about yourself at the time. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was moving through that, I remember moving like this, and then I just tried to make myself be as small as I could. So, I went on a ball in the ground Mm. and just like almost that sense of not wanting to be seen and just to get myself into the smallest space possible to be as small as I can be. And then what was really lovely because there's other people moving in the space and sometimes it's nice to have contact. There was this lady who just came over me and just wrapped her arms around me. And it just felt like she was encasing me in this whole love and support and this nourishment that I needed. And from that moment, the images that were coming in my mind was that I was this caterpillar and I was being wrapped up in this cocoon. And in that cocoon, I was starting to feel truly nourished of everything that I actually am, the truth of who I am. And Mm. it was actually a really beautiful place to be in. And then I started to break free and the movements were like my arms were going wider and back to my body, almost like I had wings. Mm. And I was transforming into this beautiful butterfly. And this lady started to move with me until I completely broke free. And it was like I was embodying being this, butterfly and then I went back to my drawing and I drew over it this so over the, the messy drawing and then over the top of it drew this butterfly with the words beautiful and then I had to put I am in front of it but not only that I had to speak it out loud I had ha- to repeat it
0: and how did that feel at the time
1: It was so emotional. Like Mm -hmm. I was in tears because I hadn't believed that for so long. And the more I said it, the tears were falling down my cheeks and I started to own it. There's just such a deep transformation in that moment where I was like, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. And that was one of the most profound moments that I had in my healing and transformation journey.
0: So that was a real switch, wasn't it? In through that experience that just really something triggered something in your mindset to shift it into that different point of view about how you felt about yourself.
1: Yeah. And, and the the amazing thing about dance and movement is that our bodies remember Everything that we've been through, whether that's from you being in your womb mm. or as an infant, a child, our, our bodies remember it, even if our conscious doesn't. Mm. And so when we move, we can move from these really deep places and bring healing to it, even if our conscious doesn't realize what it's doing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so you can move and process through quite a lot and in the end feel this deep transformation but you don't, you might not even get to the root of what you have shifted but it's shifted something and you know that.
0: And I think a lot of us are so much in our heads and We've got racing thoughts. We overthink things. I know when, even just when I'm sat working and you're kind of under pressure and you're really trying to get things done, you're holding so much in your body. You, you're tensed. You and you don't actually realize you're tensed a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that effect that is having on your body, it's holding all that anxiety. It's holding all those experiences. And obviously a lot of the work I do with clients is, talking through some of those experiences but I think the value in the other side of things which is obviously all related is dealing with it or tackling from it with that connection with the body first and foremost
1: yes definitely I think it's just so important and I think the more you practice doing more body movement whether it's yoga somatic movement The more that we get into our bodies from the inside out, so you're listening to your body with your eyes closed, you then in your everyday life start to become more and more present. So maybe if you are at work and you you suddenly notice that your shoulders are like lifted up or a bit tense, you can notice it more and just breathe, bring your shoulders back are i'm noticing become, that right now <laughs> well yeah and I, I do it all the time so it's not like i'm just walking around just so relaxed all the time <laughs> but i'll keep myself in check at random times throughout the day when it comes to my mind i'm like sally where you, you know you just be present in this moment mm-hmm. um you know just constantly checking back in yeah and i think you just practice that more and more the more that you practice this and then it just allows you to flow more in your day
0: no definitely because i've i've had that experience before with yoga and i dip in and out of it i'm not really great with exercise at all mm. i think a lot like a lot of people kind of live in my head and i absolutely know the benefit of exercise i know how good it feels and actually maybe we're not talking about exercise here because i think this is on a bit of a different level isn't it this is this is due with movement it's through connecting with your body almost at i would say a spiritual level especially through that experience that you've described do you find that with a lot of the women that you work with that there is that kind of blocker to whether it's giving yourself the time or actually feeling motivated enough to do these exercises and to to connect to take the time to do it basically Yeah,
1: so I used to go to the gym like a crazy person Mm. (laughs) and I used to run myself ragged trying to do 10k every time I went to the gym, do all these weights and... I never really looked forward to going. It was almost like I was punishing my body, but then I felt great afterwards. But deep down, it was because I knew I'd burned so many calories. And hopefully the next day I will look more toned. And, you know, I would look something that isn't like me now, which, you know, the ultimate
0: thing of that is, not self-love and it's change it's trying to change isn't it and maybe yeah. it's going back to that thing about being smaller and making yourself smaller um, yeah how you described before
1: yeah and I realize now from just doing the I, I say I want to I want to do daily practice, but at the moment I don't because I do find it hard with the kids. But I do try and find little moments throughout the day, even if it's just a bit of meditation. Um, I'd love to move every day, but at the moment, yeah, I I admit that I don't, but I would highly recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's from a different place. I'm not working out to be thinner, to be more toned. It's because... I want to do it for for my body, mind and soul and I want to give myself that nourishment and to feel myself from the inside out and allow myself to just be present and enjoy that movement process. So yoga for me is something that I really look forward to going, mm. even if it's a really tough session because I can sweat a lot in yoga. Some people mm. just they think of yoga and they think, oh, it's all about breathing and it's all about, ah, you know, doing these slow movements, but it's such a strong practice as well. And I absolutely love it. I feel like it's everything that I need in an exercise class as well. And and also the dancing side of things, which I just kind of do for myself at the moment, I absolutely love that because that's like cardio, but it's releasing, it's high energy. You know, it sends your vibrations on a different level, and it really gets you out of your head in a way and into the present moment, and just more on fire for yourself and. It's something that shifts my consciousness into more of positive space as well.
0: Yeah, shifting it, shifting everything back into the present, where maybe your brain's skipping ahead to worry about things in the future. I think that that movement and that experience brings you very much back into the, the moment, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And what I will say, because I know a lot of people who may be listening to this may be parents and they don't have time. Mm-hmm. And I am one of the worst culprits of that. Like I would love to say, sometimes I go through months where I've got a really amazing, I get up every morning before the kids are up and I have 45 minutes to myself. And then some months or weeks, I just, I can't get out of bed and I just get up when the kids get up. So, and then the day just progresses. But what I will say, if you do allow yourself, whether it's before you go to bed or first thing in the morning or at some point throughout the day, if you just allow yourself even 10 minutes To just sit with yourself and be present and either meditate and I know meditation is quite a scary word to some people, but it's basically just breathing and just allowing your attention to just concentrate on your breaths. I honestly feel like the rest of my day flows easier. I get more stuff done when I've given myself
0: that time. That It's that time. That It's the headspace, isn't it, for either reflection or just contemplation. So I don't do meditation, but I do start the day or try to stay, start the day doing some journaling. So not much, yes. just, just a page or a couple of pages. And I find that that kind of gets a lot off my plate to be able to start yeah. the day with a fresh, fresh mind.
1: Definitely. I am such a big journalist. I have been to ever since I was little. I absolutely love it. I actually had to journal last night at half two in the morning mm. because I just wasn't sleeping and my body was so tired, but my eyes were like wide awake and I just felt this urge that I needed to journal and then I could sleep. Mm. so I journaled and honestly the next thing I remember was just waking up in the morning <laughs> it's so, so it funny
0: works. it does work it's just all these things getting the stuff out of our heads and getting it out in the real world sometimes all it takes is to stop that um effect it's something that just needs to come out isn't it
1: yeah yeah and also, like like you're saying with journaling and meditation, whatever it is that you need to do, to just have that time for yourself. I'm such a big believer now is if you slow right down and give yourself that time, honestly, it's it's amazing how much more you can get done because your time just flows more and you're more in tune with getting things done, not being distracted. And, yeah, it would be interesting if anyone who's listening to this does – start to do that and notices any shift in the
0: day yeah i totally agree with that because you almost think right okay i've got to give myself this 30 minutes or this 40 minutes which especially if you're a mom or you're running your own business or doing both that's quite a big chunk of your day it feels like to kind of give yourself at the beginning but actually i'm with you on that the how it sets you up for the day and how it clears your mind, you actually save time longer term because I think that really does does help you focus and concentrate and get things done later.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So you, uh, we've just talked about that really really powerful journey that that you went on, and at the beginning of the year, you decide to. Do the yoga teacher training so how's that evolved in terms of you taking that which is a very personal experience into your business and and your life and and how you're you're doing things now so I feel like it's
1: kind of starting to flow through my blogging work and I'm feeling a lot more conscious of the work that I do take on yeah but ultimately I know that my my heart's desire is to run more retreats to do one-to-one client work and whether that's in person or via, you know, our laptops so, it, you know, I can help people worldwide.
0: Yeah, yeah so in terms of that transition into your business and obviously Instagram's really crucial to your business what is your relationship like with Instagram now because obviously you've got you've got two accounts. you've got your Sally Fazeli account and you've got your soul for Sally accounts was that a really conscious decision to set them up separately in terms of how you kind of wanted to present those two different aspects of your business your life
1: yeah there was definitely I, I felt like it's what my heart wants to say is quite different to maybe what I've been, the stories that I've been saying and sharing on my main page, which is Mm. just more lifestyle based about me being a mum and just different things like that. And I felt like I just needed a separate space. There is also another factor of I don't think Instagram is in my favor and I get hidden quite a lot and I can see that on my reach because I actually I've got another account which is a home account which I set up a couple of years ago and I can see the reach on that and that's incredible and it actually gets more reach than my main account which has which is crazy because it's so much smaller and it just kind of opened my eyes a bit more as me thinking about how many women I can reach have I got the potential of that on my main page when it's not growing it's not being seen as much or if I set up a new page and the people who do want to follow that journey have the choice of doing that and obviously I'm I'm not bothered about numbers but I feel like it will continue to just grow, even if it's super, super slow, but I would have the potential to possibly reach more women mm. on a new platform because of that.
0: That's really interesting, actually. So it, I think obviously it was twofold then. I think that strategic approach of setting it up through a new account by looking at that reach, because I'm really surprised at that because obviously you've got quite a lot of followers. I think, is it over 50,000 that you've got? Yeah, um, And that's then a strategic decision that actually, from what you can see from your insights, it really felt more of a benefit to be able to start that from scratch with that more niche account, I suppose, to reach the audience that you wanted to reach.
1: Yes, definitely. And I, I do feel like it's definitely the right decision. And although it's it is strange because brands, they can either look at your reach or... Sometimes brands are just bothered about followers, which blows my mind because it's not about how many followers you have. It's about the quality of the people who are invested in you. So it's really strange when you get into all this work and you see you see the way that different brands work and it, it does blow my mind a little bit and it all feels like it's based on numbers, on likes and all this engagement mm. and you know what's come to me that's even more deep-rooted is that I am not valued on Instagram <laughs> I know that's like in, so yeah to in, say.
0: in what way do you feel like that <laughs> so
1: so say if I do a campaign you have to send yeah. over all your insights yeah and it'll show how many comments you've had how many likes how many people have viewed it and all this kind of thing and it's like You know, ultimately, it's like, I'm I'm not valued on that, but every day it feels like that's what I'm being valued on from other people or brands. Yeah,
0: it's like you're being distilled down to those metrics, and that's quite a cold cold thing to happen, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people do, even if they're not, you know, doing blogging work, I, I see it all the time, people talking about, oh, I'm being hidden again, are you seeing this post? And I don't really do things like that because I think, well, I know I'm being hidden. Mm. I don't need to, you know, people see it who happen to luckily see it. <laughs> but a lot just, of people seem to feel valued on how many likes they get, and it's not about that at all. Like you should value yourself. In the the other way that I want to do is about bringing the value to themselves from the inside out, rather than from all these things that are in the world that they're classing their value on, if that yeah. makes
0: sense. No, it, it really does make sense because I think, I think it's so easy to get hung up on the numbers and think about the numbers. But actually, you've got to think about, well, what is your bigger mission and what is your bigger purpose and what am I here to do? And the value for me comes from, one, being able to speak and say the things that you want to say in the way that you want to say it. So things that are really meaningful to you and feeling that you have the confidence and you have the voice to say that and share that on a platform such as Instagram, Mm. which isn't easy. And through doing that, you're going to connect at a much deeper level, probably with a much smaller group of people, but actually you're going to have a, a bigger impact and the right impact that's really important to you at a smaller level whatever that that smaller level looks like but it, it but it is difficult I mean one of the things I was going to ask about so I did a and a on Instagram last week and one of the things that I got asked was about how do you overcome embarrassment and fear of judgment to be your true self online mm. and I know that's one that so many people struggle with you almost feel like you have to distill yourself down or copy what other people are doing do you have any advice through your experiences about that.
1: Yes, yes, because I totally resonate with that and and it can be really hard to overcome. Mm. And that's where I feel like my soul flow, Sally account, that's where I feel like I've got these high vibrations. So I'm listening to people like Brené Brown, Be be vulnerable, mm. step out of your comfort zone and, you know, step into this place of, really aligning yourself with what your true purpose is and I have found so like I've shared a couple of videos of me just dancing like a crazy wild woman and I'm filming it thinking should I do this should I post it I
0: love those videos
1: (laughs) thank you (laughs) you
0: literally just it's Because I think that's exactly the kind of thing that we... I mean, it's so different, you know, that's not coming up on my Instagram feed from anybody else. So you you really notice it, you really connect with it. But also, you know, we talked about the movement and the shake your soul and shaking it all all out. It's great to see that kind of thing and to know that it exists.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think if, if I could say to anyone... If, they, if they've got these thoughts like, oh, don't say that because so-and-so might judge you or, you know, whoever might judge you or they might think that you're crazy or whatever, just try stepping in. Take those thoughts away because that's your ego, conjuring up all these stories and it's not actually true, you know. It's not what's actually happened. Put yourself in that vulnerable position Take the courage to just get it out there, and then you know how it feels. And actually, when I posted that video, although I was like so scared, and I I did have all those thoughts, and I was like, Sally, put them aside because I've been looking into the ego and how it works, and it's very interesting. So I know it's it is my ego talking. I try and push that aside and let my true self rise up and post it, (laughs) and then you know, just let the universe work its magic.
0: (laughs) I think, do you know what, though? I think that absolutely hits the nail on the head. And through all the conversations that I've been having with women over, you know, the past couple of years and through my own experiences, I think this is the biggest thing that I've learned. Actually, you're still going to think those things. You're still going to feel that fear, that vulnerability. But the difference is between the people that are doing the things that you want to be doing is they're just feeling that uncomfortable feeling, that that fear, that panic, like you said you felt before you, you posted that, but you're still doing it anyway. It's not stopping you from actually doing and yes. saying the things that you want to, to be doing and saying.
1: Yeah, it's definitely our egos that stop us. That voice inside your head that isn't the
0: positive one. <laughs> our inner and, critic.
1: Yes. And that is always the voice that says people are going to, you know, all this negative chat, chitter-chatter in your mind. And once you get, this is where if you realize that, that it is that talking and then you become the observer of that, that's mm. when things can really start to shift, I mm. feel, because mm. you allow your true self to keep coming into practice more every day instead of letting your ego win.
0: Absolutely, because that's your ego is there to try and protect you, isn't it? It's try to protect your, yourself. And this is mm. where, through your meditation practice and yoga and through the therapy that I do, actually it all kind of comes to um, the same conclusion, that you are not your thoughts. And this is very much where, where, beyond the stories, the concept came far from me, because reframing that as these are stories that your brain is telling you as a narrative to protect you, I think that's quite a useful thing to have in your head because you can accept that these are stories, but if you can kind of peel those stories off and go beyond that, you can connect with that deeper work that you really want to be doing.
1: Mm. But it doesn't
0: always feel easy. That's the, the thing.
1: It's not. It's a daily practice. It's every minute of the day, you know, you can't stop your ego thinking, but the more you become the observer of that, things start to shift in it, um, a really positive way
0: absolutely because the closer you get the more you follow those little things so like you said when you did the yoga training and you didn't envisage that it would lead you onto this bigger experience but once you've no. kind of gone down that little path that takes you a bit closer to what you want to do and you step into that a little bit more and you step into that further it just becomes a whole new world that then's really expansive in terms of, again, stepping into yourself and stepping into that work that you want to be doing. It opens up a huge opportunity for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I really agree with that. And what I would recommend to any women who are wondering how to be more present with themselves is to maybe try out a yoga class. You know, a lot of people, I think, sometimes don't go to yoga because they think that they can't do yoga, they're Mm. not flexible enough, they're, you know, they've never been to a yoga class, but just get those thoughts out of your head and just go. You don't have to, I I went when, you know, I went to um, just like a normal yoga class that had probably advanced practitioners in it, but normally yoga classes are great for beginners or people who are more advanced because there's different variations of the postures that that you can do and I just encourage anyone to just get in their bodies even if it's a dance class or you know something where you can move your body in a really natural and also loving way because going to the gym it's a different kind of concept you're very much in your head and it's a different mentality I feel Whereas yoga and go to a studio is very much about the holistic practice of your body, mind and spirit.
0: It's more for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose it's, it's going back to that thing about giving it a go, showing up to do it and, allowing yourself to be a beginner as well you know I think a lot of people sometimes are worried about turning up like you said because they've not done it before or they're worried everybody will know what they're doing but we know whether it's with business whether it's with life whether it's this it's allowing yourself to show up and be a beginner and just give it a go
1: yeah definitely And just give yourself that time you totally Mm. deserve it it absolutely deserve it
0: and it does pay back in the long run doesn't it
1: It does. It does. I think some women, some mums and things, they just need to get into the habit of giving themselves a bit of love and time and space to just be with themselves, Mm. you know, and not have that guilt of, oh, I should be doing the washing or, you know, whatever at home. Just give yourself that time for you and you'll, you'll see how things start to shift for the
0: better. I totally agree because I think sometimes the more you give yourself the more you're then able to give other people it's about filling yourself up first isn't it so that you can kind of go out and and give more freely to other people then.
1: Yeah definitely and I always remember I think it was when I had Hugo the midwife said to me because I was in the hospital actually just after I had him and Hugo was crying, but I really needed the toilet and you know your pelvic floor after you just had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it can't wait. <laughs> and this but I, and this midwife could see me in this dilemma, not wanting to leave Hugo and obviously needing to go to the toilet. And she said, Happy Mum, happy baby. The baby cries because that's what babies do. You mm. need to go to the toilet and then come back and you can you know be with Hugo and give him everything that he needs yeah he's not do you know what I mean is that it's not like I wasn't neglecting him I was just I needed to go and do something quickly for myself and then be really fully there and present for Hugo
0: definitely It's like the whole aeroplane thing, isn't it? Which is a bit more morbid, but you put your own, um, your air mask on first, don't you, before you yeah. see it to anybody else? And that—that's how you should approach life. You know, we can't—we can't be there for others if we're not willing to take care of ourselves first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. So, um, so the, this podcast, Sally, is all about. Um, like really finding freedom and fulfillment in the work that you do. And, you know, that really kind of screams out from what you're doing. But what does freedom and fulfillment mean to you in the work that you do?
1: So I believe that we all have a unique gift and sometimes we may not know what it is, but there are ways that you can try and get more in tune with what it is and I feel like I'm starting to really know and trust what mine is and it's all that I've been talking about on this podcast already and I feel like true fulfillment and freedom for me is when I fully step into that because I know that that's really my true purpose of why I am here on Mm. earth Mm. I know that might sound a bit deep or scary to some people but yeah I think it's so
0: important I think you've just hit the nail straight on the head there
1: yeah. And then, you know, we all have that. It's not just me. It's not just you. We mm. all have that. There's something inside each and every one of us that is a voice that no other voice has, you know, and we, we, we all have our own unique gift that we can share with the world or, you know, whatever it is, there's something about each and every one of us that is so unique and powerful to us and it's just giving yourself the space to tap into that and to really nurture that and let it grow and bloom into something absolutely amazing
0: I think that's that's literally spot on and I think that's really certainly why I started doing what I was doing starting this podcast Um, because you know we talk so much about work you know obviously we're there to work to make money um, but we're very fortunate now you know that we're in a society where we can I suppose be a bit greedier about what it is that we want from from work and and actually to be able to express ourselves to be able to connect with that deeper purpose like you've just said and find those find those people to connect with that are going to really benefit from that because that's ultimately with you know through the work that you're doing through the work that i'm doing hopefully we're there to support and help other people um yeah so it's not just about us it's about it's about others too
1: Yeah. And do you know what's really interesting? Sorry, it just came up into my mind when you were saying that about true fulfillment. So maybe a couple of years ago, I'd be watching, you know, my payments come in and thinking that I needed to have so much money to be more successful, more fulfilled or have this kind of house, a better car, better clothes, all that kind of thing. I mean, I've never been super materialistic anyway, it's always been, I haven't wanted to be off the scale or, you know what I mean, but this year on this journey, it's totally shifted, like true fulfillment is just being able to be more present in my everyday life with my Mm. children and again, like I said, sharing my gifts with whoever may need it out there and It's totally shifted everything. I'm not saying that I'm not bothered about how much money I bring in because I need to put food on the table. But I also believe that when you do step into that kind of frame of mind where you're giving from a different heart space and you're working in that area as well, abundance starts to flow. Mm. Like, you know, because you're working in sync with what you're fully aligned to and there's no blockages there.
0: No, you know so that.
1: everything starts to flow you don't need to worry about money you don't need to worry about this or that because it all starts to flow because of you changing into this more present fulfilled life and yeah it's just really interesting it's blown my mind a bit because I, I feel like I've been on such a journey and it's definitely transitioned so much
0: I think that's I think from what you said just there as well it's just as much this process about letting go of those things that are not serving you as well as much as it is going after those things that that you really want.
1: Yeah and with the whole letting go thing I do that monthly and then I also do the affirmations monthly as well and it's such a powerful thing just writing in your journal anything that doesn't serve you that you just Want to get out of your head and just yeah. throw it out there to the universe, to God, to whoever it is that you may believe in. Yeah, that you just get it out there, and then after that, and a lot of people do this in tune with the moon cycle, so the full moon is a great time to release all that,
0: get of anything just, that you don't want. Yeah.
1: And it's just great because it comes around every month. So every month you have a chance to let go of anything that doesn't serve you. Obviously, you can do this every day if you want But it's just a really lovely mindset that every month you've got this day or this time in the month where you can let go of anything that doesn't serve you. And then a couple of weeks later when the new moon comes, it's a really lovely time to then set your affirmations, what you want to bring into your life. And it's quite transformative. And whether you believe in the moon and our energy and how that all resonates, which is when you do look into it, it's actually quite phenomenal. The mm-hmm. power of the moon and how it controls the tides. And if you think about how much our bodies are full of fluid, is it 70% with yeah. fluid?
0: Yeah, yeah it's and related to all that.
1: Yeah, honestly. So, but yeah, I've just started kind of doing that every every month and it's just lovely it's just a lovely way of releasing letting go and then calling in the things that you want more in your life
0: I think that's really I think it's that's really great it's more about that regular checking in with yourself and you know setting those intentions asking yourself those questions so you're moving ahead more purposefully more intentionally more towards yeah. what it is that you want to be doing no, I really like that. yeah
1: because also just a lot of people feel like they only get that chance once a year when it's a new year yes yeah yeah <laughs> setting new year's resolutions but it's like a revolutionary thing to me that you can just do this whenever or if you do feel like just once a month is nice but it's just nice that you've got that space to do it
0: definitely so yeah. uh, so what's next for you Sally what what's coming up for you towards the end of the year for next year what's next for you
1: So I'm going to give myself a little bit of space because I'm just working on creating the work that I do want to step into with my client work and doing group work as well. So for next year, I can see myself doing a lot more one-to-one client work, group work, doing a lot more day retreats, weekend retreats, and maybe a longer retreat. And I don't know, I've got some sort of seminar in my head that's, it's all about loving yourself from the inside out and
0: um, And sharing some of this knowledge of this experience yeah
1: so I'm not sure what's going to come from all this but yeah there's a lot of definitely stepping into this more and hopefully going to empower a lot more women to step into the fullness of who they are as well
0: I'm very, very sure you are, Sally. That all sounds fantastic. And I'm really excited, actually, to see to see what's next from you. Oh, thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think that it's been such an interesting conversation. And yeah, thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you, Lauren. And I'm super excited for you as well. I love like seeing all your posts and all your words you write beautifully. And it honestly every word that you write really resonates with my heart oh, so thank I really you to you it. as well
0: no that's really kind thank you for that sally and we actually did so before we, i mentioned it at the beginning but we did a little meditation didn't we before we started this um, yeah. to kind of set our minds so what i'll do if you're okay with that i'll put that in so listeners can maybe do that uh, meditation at the end at the end of the podcast
1: yeah that's fine yeah that's fine i can i also i feel like i might start to record maybe different meditations
0: yes (laughs) that'd be really great definitely well thank you very much sally that's brilliant thank you oh thank you lauren you can find the show notes for today's episode on my website www.laurenosutherford.com forward slash beyond the stories podcast also if you're interested in finding out more about connecting with your purpose i've created a mini journaling exercise on uncovering your values which would be a really great starting point for you to start to explore this topic in more detail for yourself so if you're on my website you can sign up to my email newsletter and i'll send you a copy i'd also love to hear your thoughts on the show and if any of this resonated with you please come and say hi and chat to sally and i on instagram i'll put the links to our instagram in the show notes and if you've enjoyed today's episode, it'd be great and very much appreciated if you could take just a minute to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast app. As I mentioned at the beginning, it really does help and enables more people to know about the show. So thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in two weeks with a very special guest. I really can't wait to share more about that one soon. But for now, have a lovely week and I'll leave you with Sally's guided meditation.
1: Okay, so let's close our eyes and just... Bring your attention to your breath, not making any changes, but just allowing your body to breathe,
2: breathing in through your nose, and exhaling back through your nose, feeling the rise and fall of your breath. And as thoughts may enter your mind, just let them pass on by as you bring your attention back to your breath.
1: Bringing your breath into your stomach area and allowing your belly to expand to its fullest. And as you exhale, allow your belly to sink and
2: soften. Inhaling as you expand, exhale as you soften.
1: Bringing your breath next into your heart space and allowing your heart to fill with all this.
2: Inhale, allowing your heart to expand. Exhale as you allow yourself to soften back into your body. Bringing your breath into your natural own rhythm now.
1: Placing your hand on your heart and just knowing that you've got this and trusting your intuition
2: a sense of calm and know that you've got everything that you need within you. And giving yourself the gratitude for how far you've come already. Gently opening your eyes and allowing yourself to come back into the space and this present moment.